0: It's Linny here, Linny Stein, from the Gut Academy. We're here today to talk about a glossary. Now, every trade or every hobby or whatever we want to call it has a glossary. So I've broken it down into the alphabet from A to Z. We're going to talk about acronyms and tools and tips and containers. Of course, food, and recipes, techniques, the good bacteria, the cultures, gut health and more. So grab yourself a good old cuppa or a good glass of kombucha, because it is going to be long. So we'll start with the first A. A is for apple cider vinegar. Do you buy your own apple cider vinegar or do you make your own recipe? Use apple cider vinegar that contains the mother. It'll always have a cloudy appearance. Traditionally, vinegar is produced by the fermentation of alcoholic liquids. The mother of vinegar it's an acetobacter it's a bacterial culture they are introduced to the alcohol to initiate the fermentation if you're buying and consuming vinegar that still has the mother of vinegar present you ingest that beneficial bacteria and you know you can use it to ferment more vinegar to activate that's when we're talking about our nuts and seeds It's actually soaking, the idea of it is, is to make it easier on the digestion. We'll get to that when we get to nuts. To A, to absorb. Ah, we gotta absorb our food better. The gut is the pilot of our health. When our gut is happy, the rest of our body just works. Because we know we're not what we eat. You know that old saying of you are what you eat? Well, no, that's really not quite correct. We are what we absorb. We can eat all the healthy food in the world but if we do not digest and absorb we will not be gaining what we hope from all of our efforts we will not require as many supplements and vitamins and we'll be absorbing more of the live nutrients in our food fermentation is alkaline forming due to the abundant presence of vitamins and minerals so your fermented foods they aid in replenishing vital mineral stores aid in balancing systemic pH. We'll go on to B now. Brine. A brine is a salt solution and it's used to ferment vegetables. The average brine calls for about one to three tablespoons of salt per litre of water. That'll depend on what vegetable you're using and of course your temperature. Whether it is okra, beans, cucumber, zucchini, radishes, daikon, that's that long white radish that we put into kimchi, turnips or beets, beetroot as we call them, lovingly known them as in Australia, parsnip, horseradish, chilies, any vegetable from the garden. Just grab a Fido jar, some quality salt and we are off. Just gosh, what cannot be made sour and satisfying with a little time under the brine? You know, okra, your garlic, your horseradish leaf, chilli and mustard seeds. Or a mix of beetroot, ginger, turmeric and daikon for pink falafel pickles. But whatever you try, they are sure to become oh so snackable and delicious. And gut loving good for you too. So grab your jar, some salt and we are off. We have plenty of inspiration for you to let your creative wings fly. In any of our fermented vegetables ebooks, or you can follow along with our Gut Academy online course. We have a membership program. Uh, we have the 10 for 10 if you want to find out what we're all about. For $10 you'll actually learn how to make those beautiful pink falafel pickles. Brined pickles. We are talking the old-fashioned brine lacto-fermented pickles. It is a mouthful in more words than one. But these are the pickles our great-grandmothers made. They store for months if you prepare them properly. Butter, ah, kefir butter, plus with additions of fermented herbs, spices, and a little bit of preserved orange rind. We are confident that once you make your own butter, you'll be hooked. You can even make nut butters and seed butters from your kefir. In our kitchen, we have access to a high quality, raw organic cream. Beet roots are highly nutritious. In Russia, beetroots are pickled by cleaning, slicing, and placing in a container with salt. Back in 1979, Pedersen said due to the high sucrose level, dextrins are produced giving the product a slimy texture. But i have to make a note on that because our beetroots never have a slimy texture. Graded beetroot can ferment too quickly, especially if you're in a tropical climate. So it's nice combined with another vegetable like a turnip or a daikon. Your daikon radish, that really is your friend in the fermenting world. That's the one, as I said, that goes in with the kimchi, but it's that big long white Asian radish and it, it, it just takes out all the sweet it, when you've got sweetness it counteracts that yeast that can produce that can make it that's when we're talking about sliminess and if you're fermented more into chunks as opposed to grating, you'll find that you won't get that sliminess the beetroot kvass, that's one of our real beauties and if you have a half a cup of that twice per day it's a great blood tonic It promotes regularity and it aids digestion. It alkalines your blood. It cleanses the liver and it's a good treatment for kidney stones. And it also makes a delicious salad dressing. We make a beautiful beetroot relish. There's a beetroot and citrus, which is a really great combination because the citrus again counteracts out that over sweetness that the beetroot can produce. And it's just, you don't get any of that uh, sliminess as they were talking about and you can enjoy that with a fish or a curry or just as a little pickly snack there's a a basi it's a sugarcane wine made in the philippines and they actually ferment boil fresh extracted sugarcane juice and they use a dried powdered starter that's used to initiate the fermentation the mixture can ferment for up to three months and it'll age for up to one year The final product is light brown in colour and has a sweet but sour flavour. Anything that's fermented belongs to the sour flavour family. A similar product is also made in Japan. Baby. That's like when a kombucha grows or a new scoby. It's sometimes called a baby. We have refer to all our cultures as babies. Bone broth. Well, that's a good way to heal the gut long term is to drink broths that are high in minerals that reduce gut inflammation and thicken and strengthen the integrity of the gut wall, leading to better absorption of nutrition from all our foods. In our kitchen, we cook our pre-soaked grains like our rice and our millet and our quinoa, our buckwheat, even our little jobs tears, which is not a grain at all, but we use a high mineral broth the gelatin in the broth will help the digestive process. And in order to pull the precious minerals from the bone during cooking, add an acid like an apple cider vinegar to the water before cooking. Borsche is a traditional Russian soup that's made with lactic acid fermented beets. Beverages. They've become quite a detriment to modern health, but they actually started out as health tonics. That is why you would see the soda fountains in pharmacies. The sodas were a way of harnessing the vitamins and minerals stored in the roots of other plant matter and putting them into a tasty drink. When we use the practice of fermentation to create fizzy drinks, we are not only pulling the vitamins and minerals from the plant material, we are also adding the healthy microorganisms that help our bodies break down and assimilate food. The fermentation process can also create new nutrients such as B vitamins. These beverages truly are a wonderful health tonic to add to your diet. My family, we like to have a small number of fermented vegetables along with our milk kefir and fermented and fresh veggies. It's like, a, it's, we're talking the alphabet here, but it's more like NBC, N for nourishment, B for balance and C for cleanse. Brewing your kombucha is like making any other dish. Everyone will tell you something different. There are hundreds of variations and recipes out there. Each one's somebody's favorite, and everyone will swear doing this or or that thing will make the beverage more healthful. And often the advice is contradictory. I just say relax, enjoy, and experiment, and see what works for you. The big thing with in brewing kombucha is it it is the opposite to say making your fermented brine vegetables or making sauerkraut in the sense that it does it requires air when you're fermenting your vegetables they have to be done in anaerobic conditions meaning that they have to be oxygen free whereas brewing kombucha it requires a lot of air so give it air and you're okay the tips with that is that one when you start to um boil your tea don't over boil the tea so just boil it in a little bit of water and let that steep. Then add your sugar and then add it to add that warm bit, let that cool, and then add it to the rest of your water. That way, you aren't taking all that oxygen out of the water by boiling the whole quantity of it. So, just boil your tea and add your sugar in, say, about a half a litre. And then if you're using three liters, a brew with three litres of water, we'll then just add two and a half litres of clean, cool water. That's a really good start. And the container that you use, make sure that it has a really wide opening. The opening at the top is more important than the depth. So none of these ones with the little tiny openings, because you're not going to allow enough air in to get a nice healthful brew. But every brewing kitchen will have its unique preference or just a method or two that seems to work best. That's why trial and error is your best companion in this process. It just may seem a little intimidating at first, but consider it a new science experiment, especially if you've got the children involved. Most likely, you'll be pleasantly surprised with the tasty results. We have plenty of tips for you. Uh, If you want my kombucha 10 tips, let me know and I'll certainly send it to you. And we have a, a lot of it in our in our little healthy brewing sections beer brewing well yes beer is part of the fermentation family so there's quite a little few stages first we start with the mash the combination of water grain and other ingredients from which beer is made then the wort that's the liquid which is strained from the mash to which yeast is then added to make beer the trub is the sprint grains and that's what's used And there's other things included as well. And that's done after you're straining. Sparging is you're straining and you're washing the sugars from the mashed grains. Then we go on to pitch, which is when we add another form of yeast. And then the prime is to add sugar in the secondary ferment to add the carbonation. So that's what gives you the the fizz. but Well, not so fizzy, but the the bubbles. Buttermilk. We use that like in... From the milk kefir, the bubbles, ah, let the bubbles begin. The natural carbonation is the result of the fermentation process. The CO2 and alcohol is produced during the stage when the yeast digests the sugar. The fermentation is yeast converting sugar into alcohol and carbon dioxide gas. So it creates bubbles. And of course, fermentation comes from the same word as effervescence which of course gives you that bubble, little bubbles. Sometimes the fermentation is so vigorous, it looks more like a gush of foam rather than just bubbles. And sometimes the fermentation can be very slow and the bubbles will be hardly noticeable, but they are there. C is for cultured foods. Now around the world, traditional foods have been fermented for ages, both for preservation and for their health benefits. There is evidence of cultured milk products being produced as a food as long ago as 10,000 BC. With the increased incidence of gastrointestinal problems in the modern Western culture, often due to poor diet and a reliance on processed foods, interest in these traditional foods and eating habits are regaining popularity if we go back as far as the time of captain cook the sailors always took a store of sauerkraut on their long voyages as experience taught them that it was an effective prevention for scurvy which of course is a vitamin c deficiency there's many cultured milks that go all around the world and they just mean one thing there's they could be very they're very obscure mouthfuls of rolling foreign valves so i won't pronounce them because i'll pronounce them wrong you know vilay and skier which spells s-k-y-r but no, they tell me it rhymes with here so that must be skier but one thing in common they all have there's these scandinavians who's the ill-tempered northern climate it necessitated the creative application of food preservation techniques they celebrate these soured milks and cultured dairy foods in a manner unparalleled by even the milk kefir-loving people of the Caucasus. Indeed, they thrive on all manner of cultural and soured milks, which are deeply ingrained into their culinary tradition and heritage. And from their undying love for wholesome, naturally soured milks, we can all learn a lesson. Vilae is mildly sour, And in many respects, it's faintly sweet by comparison to other cultural dairy foods and yogurt. It makes it a good option for small children. In cultured milk, the bacteria have broken down the cassian and lactose into easily digestive forms, which renders it less allergenic. Cultured cream, the all natural sour cream, delicious additions to recipes in small amounts, Why don't you try making homemade cream fraiche? Cheese. Make cheese from kaffir by letting kaffir ferment for 48 hours, but this can vary depending on your temperature. Just until the curds and whey separate out and the curds become quite thick. Many people eat traditionally fermented cheese made from sheep, goat, or cow milk. If you want to eat cheese, choose high quality, matured cheeses, which had been made the traditional way, rather than processed cheese. There's chal, it's a fermented camel milk beverage. There's colony, it's a sweet, fizzy beverage produced in Mexico by fermenting the juice of the fruits of the prickly pear. The procedure preparing it is essentially the same, always been followed for centuries. The cactus fruits are peeled and crushed to obtain the juice. Then they boil it for two to three hours. After cooling, the juice can ferment for a few days. Sometimes the old cold sheet may be added as a starter. Chocolate. Did you know chocolate is a fermented food? When that's good news, isn't it? When cacao is harvested, the pods are cracked open, exposing the sweet fruit to the warm tropical air, which is teeming with airborne bacteria and yeast. It was formerly believed that cocoa beans were fermented to remove the the actual pulp. However, a good flavor in the final cocoa or chocolate is dependent on good fermentation. Fermentation is carried out in a variety of ways, but all depends on heaping a quantity of fresh beans with their pulp and allowing the microorganisms to produce heat. Most beans are fermented in heaps, although their results are obtained using boxes which result in a more even fermentation. Cacao is left in the boxes for up to a week. During this time, the naturally occurring yeast and bacteria consume the sugar in the fruit, creating alcohols and other highly acidic compounds that seep into the seeds. These acids break down the bitter compounds and give the results. Resulting cacao beans a deep nutty and sometimes fruity flavor. Most cacao farmers never taste the results. It's sad. The chocolate maker has little control over the fermentation process, though. The chocolate companies that pride in taste and quality have a great relationship with the producers to ensure the fermentation process is right for the chocolate flavour. If you have a cacao crop, you can check out our nuts recipe book because that will tell you how to ferment your own chocolate chicha is a fermented drink that you can find just about anywhere in peru the earliest pottery from south america dating back to oh ca 5000 bp was likely intended for for it's made from corn but also wild fruits cacti and even potatoes today you can get it from corn quinoa yucca pineapple apple and many more traditionally the fermented drink is Typically made from the corn, sometimes also from the yucca or even cassava root, rice and oats, among others. But they, they are other, they're other lighter and easier to make versions. Cucumber that's a well known brined cucumber products are made around the world. They're from Korea to Egypt. Cucumbers are pickled by soaking in brine to produce tushi. No, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. My pronunciation is not that well. I just know how to make and eat them. Cloudiness in fermented veggies. Now, during fermentation, the brine becomes cloudy due to the growth of bacteria. The cloudiness in the fermentation is a really good thing. It means that the good bacteria have made probiotics. So slip the brine into your smoothies and your dips. Any cold food that does not have heat to introduce or sneak it into kids and big kids' food as well. Cross contamination. It is thought that keeping different types of fermenting foods too close together during the fermentation period can cause some airborne cross contamination. For instance, like keeping your working milk kefir jar too close to a live sourdough jar. Although I must say my dear grandma, she produced a load of fermented food in a very small space and she had a lot of happy fizzing and bubbling. So don't get too carried away with that. Just make sure that you have a space for them that's away from like heat, like kitchens can be the worst part part to store them because you've got ovens going and things like that. See, and you don't want them in a laundry where you've got like lots of moisture. So just find a nice little closet or something that's in a really good little spot that doesn't get overheated or over too, in, too cold. Candida. Now the lactobacilli and other microbes convert the natural proteins, fats, sugars and starches in your fruits, your vegetables, dairy and animal products into lactic acid. The lactic acid then goes on to preserve the food enhances its digestibility and encourages growth of good bacteria throughout your digestive tract while discouraging the bad. Finally, when consumed with other foods, the enzymes found in fermented foods improve digestion of the entire meal. This alone can help with conditions such as candida because keeping the large intestine acidic favours the growth of the more beneficial microbes. Fermentation lowers the sugars and carbohydrates in foods because they are alive and that is their food. That's what they eat out of the food. That's why we take the humble carrot cabbage, set up the right environment. The, the mighty invisible organisms, the, the beneficial microbes, they eat the sugar and the, and, the, and the carbohydrate in that cabbage, the starch. And that's why we call it sauerkraut, sour cabbage cravings fermented food help control cravings for starchy and sweet foods when consumed on a consistent basis the veggies are actually pre-digested by the beneficial probiotic organisms so that's how you think of fermentation what it actually does is it works and it pre-digests our food so then it's so much easier it's for us to consume it is a living food. It's teeming with beneficial microorganisms. Very intelligent little beings that work hard to maintain our inner biosystem. The containers. Very important. So what do we use? Well, back in time, they used barrels and crocs, pots and jars. Do we need expensive fancy bottles? No. The idea of having a special crop fermenting is a great one, though. In China, Korea and Germany, they've been used for thousands of years. We love our croc because it does away with any formation of calm yeast. But our Fido and our Parfait bottles, they're great for small garden gifts. Just make sure that when you do get a bottle, you do get a quality bottle that keeps out oxygen. So good glass and has a good, good air tight clip on there. Coconut water Kefir, It's a simple process of using young coconut water and fermenting it to to a state that leaves it teeming with billions of beneficial microorganisms. These friendly bacteria help balance your inner ecosystem, which in turn facilitates your digestion, nutrient absorption and your toxin removal as well. So clean up your gut. The bottom line, if you want to clean up your gut, repopulating it with beneficial bacteria is a requirement. You can make coconut milk kefir, it's just like milk kefir without the dairy. It's fermented coconut milk and it contains a host of probiotic cultures, again supporting your intestinal system, that are not found in yogurt. Yogurt only is, has bacterial, it doesn't have yeast. So here we're talking good bacteria and good yeast. And of course a lot of the purchased yogurts, they have lots of sugars and there are lots of little mighty things in there that aren't that, that beneficial. Coconut kefir helps to minimise sugar cravings and because it is not made from animal milk, people with lactose intolerance can partake minus the nasty side effects. Enjoy enjoy it on its own or in a smoothie or make it into a dip, just how you would use yogurt. You can also make it with water kefir grain. Uh, If you are using milk kefir grain, it won't continue to reproduce. So sometimes it is better to use a water kefir grain coconut yogurt you can omit the water kefir and add something like a thawed organic berry for a delicious berry coconut yogurt or add passion fruit in place of the berries we often add our fresh harvested sapoti just like chocolate mousse that's when our tree is producing fruit Coconut water vinegar is an easy peasy recipe and every kitchen should have a jar of one or two vinegars. Coconut water vinegar is very mild, it's very neutral, it's very good for beauty products. Citrus, organic fruits naturally have a bacterium on their skin that inhibits mould. Do not wash until you're ready to use and only use organic citrus for, for preserving as the nasty chemicals will hide under the skin. Preserved citrus can be kept on the shelf indefinitely, like a year at least, or in the fridge for even longer. The only issues for oranges is that they are not as versatile as lemons and limes when preserved. Now, they're very good for cleaning though, you can actually make a nice little spray and they keep away the ants. Although orange is just, you can add it to like a kombucha vinegar or past the tongue tasty stage water kefir for around the home cleaning. Cabbage leaves. Jeez, we're only up to sea. Roll up your cabbage leaves and place on top of fermenting veggies to fill the remaining space and close your container tightly. Then let it sit at room temperature, which is about 72 degrees Fahrenheit or higher, until they taste right. Grandma would put a layer of a whole cabbage leaf in the middle of a sauerkraut crop, then when it was all fermented and you bottle up all your sauerkraut, you also you use your um your whole cabbage leaves for cabbage rolls. Coconut relish or coconut chutney—it's yum with a curry or in addition to our pineapple salsa. Top it onto a bean burger or into a onto a loaf. There's so many uses. The recipe for that is in our ten for ten dollar. Course, which has a beautiful little 10 ferments that you've made all in less than 10 minutes. And there's a Christmas pomegranate relish. And this is extra yum, not just at Christmas time. You can add it to a cheese platter. You can combine it with a pickle like a fermented green mango. And again, it's ready in three days and very quick to make. A relish, two relishes, a relish and a pickle is a marriage made in heaven. The green fermented mango uh, combined with the pomegranate and cranberry relish is just beautiful you can use it in so many foods just as a side dish a little condiment carrot relish now you can leave these for the fermenting fairies at room temperature for about three days and it'll please the palate of any carrot loving bunny you can add it to a raw nut kefir smoothie with sprouted or activated pecan butter or one and a quarter cups of activated pecans, part of a ploughman's platter, or a sunset soup. It just makes a delicious starter. Continuous brewing is the, the benefits of con- continuous brewing with kombucha are both practical and nutritional. That's when a large container is used and your, your fermented kombucha is drawn off in small amounts through a spigot or a little tap at the bottom, and then your fresh sweet tea is added to the top. Cold storage is once a ferment has ripened to your taste, it goes into refrigeration where it will continue to ferment at a very slow rate. Too often I hear peeps say sauerkraut and kimchi served at our home tastes great, but when they try store-bought, they think it does not taste nearly as good. I realised it is because the bought ones have not taken the time to ripen properly. Some sauerkraut is basically coleslaw that you buy off the shelves. And that is not at all gut friendly. Kimchi does not taste good at all when it is in the process of getting ripe. Our exchange student, Kiam's mum, would say her mum called this crazy kimchi time. And you certainly do not want to eat kale, cra- kimchi when it is crazy. So it's, it, it might only take two to three days to ferment, but it's at its peak when you then refrigerate it for another two weeks, and then it's just superb. And a little like all fermentation it just keeps the flavor keeps evolving one clue is the appearance of the vegetables properly fermented sauerkraut the good beasties will have changed the green cabbage to more of a beige color kimchi cabbage will look limp if they are further along in the fermentation process kimchi can be eaten straight away as i said but it really is at its best with those two weeks after refrigeration so many recipes for kimchi oh I've got a big noisy helicopter flying over the most delicious is made when fermented the old-fashioned way sauerkraut in a crock if you've got a big quantity of cabbages kombucha in an oak barrel kimchi in a Korean clay jar and it made around the start of winter traditionally made to last throughout the hot season according to research when kimchi was traditionally buried in the ground The temperature remained constant at 32 degrees to 35 degrees Fahrenheit all winter long. At this temperature, it takes about 20 days for the kimchi to fully ripen. The clay pots, they're glazed and they hold the moisture in, but they can also breathe, which allows the right amount of air circulation to take away any heat production from the fermentation. It also keeps the air air tight enough for the bacteria to not grow too fast which helps kimchi keep its peak flavor. Since many do not have backyards to bury jars, they have invented actually a kimchi refrigerator and that I only dream of. In the meantime, we use our senses. When kimchi is not fully ripe, you're able to smell and kind of taste the individual ingredients like the garlic, the ginger, the wombok cabbage, the daikon, shallots. If you're using fish sauce, or if you're alternating that with uh, seaweed, etc., they are not yet fully integrated with each other. When sauerkraut and kimchi are fully ripened, the taste of the ingredients are well blended. There is a full flavour embedded in each cabbage leaf or vegetable piece. There is a slight sour taste with an added zing at the end. You no longer smell the raw ingredients individually but rather have a combined, wonderful, slightly stinky smell that is unique to fermentation. And trust me, it leaves a fresh taste in your mouth. Crockers is the thing that we ferment in when the garden harvest is ready, or we want to take advantage of the cool weather and stock up when the weather is, not, is too hot. Bottles are a great starting point and especially good to try different flavours. Doses a a D are a thin pancake like a crepe or tortilla, generally made using a combination of rice and lentils. As is the case with most traditional foods, each home or region makes theirs just a bit differently. Sometimes the difference is found in the type of rice or lentils used, other times it is the ratio of the two ingredients that is different. Digestion, have to go do D and D for digestion. Millions of people suffer day in, day out, not knowing just how critical healing their gut truly is. Poor digestion can be a factor in symptoms such as attention deficient disorder, arthritis, asthma, chemical sensitivities, eczema, liver problems, autoimmune conditions and mood disorders. Digestion is a process of changing food into a form that the body can absorb into the blood, nourish your cells and provide you with energy. Science tells us that without healthy gut function, which is called flora, the digestive system can't do this and we can become, become very sick because one, it isn't working and two, it isn't absorbing, meaning the rest of our body goes into meltdown. So our daily probiotics What's the big deal about eating a daily diet that is high in probiotics and exactly what can it do to help our body? Well, try to include at least one to two fermented foods in your food choices each day, at the very least a few times a week. It can either be a small addition or condiment to your meal, as with sauerkraut or the main part of your meal, like a coconut milk caviar. Beside the fact that they taste great and really grow on you, there are so many great reasons to start making and eating fermented foods. Examples include your water kefir, your kombucha, kabbas, sauerkraut, brines. Start with the brines. Kimchi and your vinegar, tempeh, miso, coconut yogurt, milk kefir, fermented vegetables and beverages to name just a few. And just enjoy. E is for emotions. Our gut is t- spoken of as our second brain and our emotion center. Of all the bodily functions, digestion has the greatest influence on our mental state. Adding your fermented vegetables, it will just absolutely, you'll notice an amazing shift in health as your gut gets happy. It all makes me wonder if the trillions of bacteria that compose our own microbiomes control us in ways we cannot possibly imagine. Eggplant, there's a beautiful recipe for fermented eggplant in our Vegetables ebook. book uh, You just put a little dash of lime in there and you and you salt them. You, you let them sweat first. Things like eggplants and turnips, you just let them sweat. The more you let them sweat with your salt, it'll draw out the moisture. An eggshell will neutralise acidity of fermented drinks. About one sterilised shell per two litres enzymes help with nutrient absorption e for experiment just experiment for yourself because even though there may be good scientific evidence that a certain way is best we still have unique and complex bodies hardly ever is there a one-size-fits-all kind of answer you are unique and it is wonderful to see and hear how science has jumped on board with fermentation the scientific research done on fermenting is ongoing Just join us as we get creative and experiment. F, the F word, fermentation, the word has its roots in the Latin verb, meaning to boil. As I said before, it has the same origins as effervescence. This bubbly action, it aptly describes the ferments that we make and, of course, this excitement that we share for them. We like to eat many of our home and fermented foods raw, So we get all that probiotic goodness in our tummies. Although an occasional chocolate cake is unavoidable. Have you ever ever put sauerkraut into a chocolate cake? Oh, you see the natural yeast in there. It makes it just rise all by itself. And I've served it and people thought it's coconut. Sort of just gives it that beautiful little finished product. Fermented foods have a lot of health benefits as I've spoken of, how they're rich in enzymes and they help speed up your digestion and your absorption in your system. They are also rich in good bacteria, specifically lactobacillus acidophilus, which is an extremely beneficial flora found in the gut. Consuming the healthy bacteria found in fermented foods can restore the balance and balance that flora in your gut, leading to better vitamin nutrient absorption. Another plus is that fermented foods have a very long shelf life without containing harmful preservatives, so you can enjoy your food longer without spoilage. Then another bonus is we can always put a meal together on the fly. Essentially, fermenting means converting a food as carbohydrates to alcohol, and that's not the kind that gets you drunk. Fermenting is also an awesome way to get rid of your gardening success evidence, those overproducing vegetables. There's a fermentation weight. It, it keeps your produce in an anaerobic environment. Covered in brine and all will be fine. Fish sauce is the mother of all condiments in the, fi- is the and if you find it in so- Southeast Asian cuisine. Classical Rome and Greece also use fish sauce and the word for Americans' favourite condiment, ketchup, comes from the Chinese word for fish sauce. Properly fermented fish sauce does not have a fishy taste, it's more of a nutty taste. First ferment, when you ferment a sweet liquid with a scoby or something like water kefia grains, often referred to as sugar kefia grain, it is your first ferment. When you strain the fermented liquid into a bottle and then you add some flavouring if required and let it sit until bubbly, that is a second ferment. It's very fun. Have you ever had a fermenting day? Because it's, gosh, it's fun to share. Like how the old Italian families all would get together and make tomato sauce. So you gather your veggies and your friends and you, you share the gut-loving love. And You can bottle it all up when it's ready and come back and have a nice big feast and take home a bottle or two. This food, it makes you feel connected to the, the invisible life forces. They connect us in a way tangible to the bacteria that are all around us. It's a lot of fun to try and share with light-minded minded peeps in your own kitchen. I would encourage anybody to just give it a try. Vegetables are the most straightforward and easier for, easiest ferments to try by yourself at home. Essentially, the way to ferment your vegetables is to chop them up, salt them to taste, massage with heaps of love, and stuff them into a bottle so that they are, are submerged in their own juices. Food. Michael Pollan, in defense of food, he writes, instead of the bite, bite the hand that feeds you, shake the hand that feeds you. Food is about a web of relationships. One of those relationships is with the farmer. We need relationships with the animals, plants and microbes all around us. We need to get our hands dirty in the soil, interact with the web of life daily. Fruit ferments. Now it's best to use organic fresh fruit when fermenting. Fermentation from fruit—you got vinegars, wines, and ciders. Green tomato pickles, tomato salsa, whole cherry tomatoes, green pawpaw, jackfruit, starfruit pickles, apple, pear, and Fuji fruit sauerkrauts, and more. Garlic—we're going to G as the king of the kitchen. It can dramatically alter your inner ecology with its antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal properties. Quite simply, it helps safely remove all those little critters that are destroying your digestive system. Fermented garlic takes one month to a few months, but it's so worth the wait. It really depends on the size of the garlic and your temperature. The really big, massive garlics, they'll take up to four, or four months to ferment. The little smaller to medium sized garlic, you can check it about one month. Ginger is a staple in our kitchen. Uh, it takes about two weeks for the fermenting fairies to perform. And you can use it in and on everything. Grains. Now, problems occur when we are cruel to our grains, when we process them into bran, germ and naked starch, when we mull them at high temperatures, when we extrude to make crunchy breakfast cereals and when we consume without careful preparation. Phytic acid blocks mineral absorption, including important minerals such as calcium, zinc and Magnesium. So it's best to sprout, soak and or ferment grains, nuts, seeds and legumes this is when we're talking about the activated nuts that contain phytic acid in order to reduce it prior to consumption. In India, breads and in doses are prepared from rice and lentils that have been soaked for at least two days. African natives soak coarsely ground corn overnight before using it in stews. Sour porridge is made from fermented corn and millet in oriental and latin american countries they ferment rice for days before preparation ethiopians ethiopians if you've ever been to an ethiopian restaurant you would have had injera because they use that oh it's wonderful they use that as their plate and their utensil it's my kind of eating you put it down and you put all the foods on top and you tear off the little like injera bread it's made from fermented teff and you you um Eat it like using it as your knife and fork, just wonderful. Mexican corn cakes are fermented for up to two weeks in banana leaves. Ginger beer, traditional ginger beer, uses a starter. There's a beautiful grapefruit bit- bitters that's a delicious element in drinks. And where are we up to? H. Ah, H for homemade, unlike non-refrigerated store-bought varieties, homemade sauerkraut, kimchis, they have no chemical preservers or added sugar or speed and green starters. I for introduction to fermented food. Start slowly. Your body will need to adjust, especially if you have yeast imbalances. Too much fermented food can irritate, as we spoke previously, of the candida and other yeast imbalances. So the key is to not overdo it. I have read that ideally you should try to eat something fermented every day, if not with every meal, but only in small quantities. Like your sauerkrauts can be made into fresh salads. That way you're only getting like a couple of tablespoons at the max. Fermented foods do not require to be eaten in large amounts. It's what I have to stress. Small amounts at each meal will suffice and will help you digest your other foods. For example, you could drink a small cup of miso before a meal. I love it for breakfast. And if you can use, if you use vegetables with every meal, you're going to be really well. And if you add some fermented vegetables to the fresh, that's just superb. So you could have a glass of kombucha or kefir for an afternoon treat. A great start is your sauerkraut brine or your kavaas. You can try using fermented seed cheeses as a dip for raw vegetables or as a spread for your favourite sprouted crackers. After a couple of weeks of including these probiotic foods in your diet, you should hopefully notice improved digestion and perhaps even strengthened immunity, and the world needs that at the moment. Supporting your good bacteria will help strengthen your immune system, support the detoxification process and improve digestion allowing you to gain more nourishment from your food and assimilate more of those much-needed vitamins and minerals. It will also help keep those nasty bacteria at bay, reduces the risk of developing those yeast imbalances and yeast infections. Immunity. We will work on the 80 rule. Something like 80% of our immunity, and conversely where 80% of things go wrong, starts in the gut. It is perhaps the most important factor to consider when deciding to clean up our health. June is a cousin of kombucha and is prepared with honey rather than sugar. The June culture is more active at lower temperature than kombucha. Jackfruit, your young green jackfruit in a salt brine for eight to 10 days for a tasty fermented condiment. Jackfruit wine is an alcoholic beverage made by ethnic groups in the eastern hilly areas of India. As its name suggests, it is produced from the pulp of the jackfruit. Ripe fruit is peeled and the skin discarded. The seeds are removed and the pulp soaked in water. Use the seeds for a tasty snack. Steam them, peel and fry in coconut oil and curry leaves. Using bamboo baskets, the pulp is ground to extract the juice, which is collected in earthenware pots. A little water is added to the pots along with fermented wine and inoculum from a previous fermentation the pots are covered with banana leaves and allowed to ferment at 18 to 30 degrees celsius for about one week the liquid is then decanted and drunk during fermentation the ph of the wine reaches a value of about 3.5 to 3.8 suggesting that an acidic fermentation takes place at the same time as the alcoholic fermentation final alcohol content is about seven to eight percent within a fortnight Kupusta is a K from Russia. It's a natural dish. It's a mixture of white cabbage and sometimes tomatoes, carrots, apples, pears, cucumbers and loads of herbs. Kraut menu. Ah, how about this for a good reason to start eating and feeding your family sauerkraut, if you haven't already. Dr. John Hay Terrell reduced the smallpox death rate of Civil War prisoners of war from 90% to 5% just by giving his patients traditional sauerkraut. The good bacteria and fermented food act as probiotics that keep bad germs from growing. Our friendly flora is critical to life. You've got to love the critters, the invisible organisms. Grandma Matilda Augustus Stein, she would put homegrown cabbage and salt in a crock and let it ferment for at least six weeks. And voila, the magic of fermentation. Sauerkraut is more than a condiment. It's a health tonic and it's a kick in the taste buds. The recipes, you know, you can go anything from the classic kraut to your green cabbage and caraway seed apple and radicchio kraut, turmeric and fennel, bitter melon curry kraut, with bitter melon, green cabbage, kale and curry sponges, garlicky greens like your green cabbage, kale, garden pickle greens, like a mixture of spinach, mustard, young leaves and wild garlic leaves, bock and brock like green cabbage, bok choy, broccoli, daikon radish, turmeric and shallot, carrot, ginger and horseradish are a nice addition. Oh, so many. Green pawpaw, edible flowers, wild garlic leaves, forage, treasures, seaweed, turnips, turnip parsnips, zucchini, fennel. So many. Apples, green cabbage, radicchio, shallots, apple, juniper berry, and allspice. At Christmas time, you can do your green and red and some orange slices and a little dash of cinnamon. With your apple, you can just use your red and your green cabbage, apple, turmeric, ginger, some slices of Fuji fru- fru- fruit in place of apple. Just a plain red cabbage and juniper berries. Uh, green cabbage with diced pear and goji berries. Oh, I just love the feasts on fermented cabbage and winter greens. And with the activated seed and nut dressings, they're warming served over. Or a summer perpetual sauerkraut salad served with your breakfast, eggs, lunch, and a dinner quinoa bowl. Oh boy, where are we up to? I've been talking a long time. My voice is nearly going. Uh, I'll jump ahead. Jump, jump, jump. Kimchi, we spoke of kimchi. It's Korea. we have to give it a little bit more though. Kimchi is Korea's national dish. It's just such a beauty. You can serve it as like a Korean side dish is presented as part of a meal. The versatility of kimchi makes it great to use in everyday food prep. Korean red pepper powder is what gives kimchi the spice. Lab, the for lactobacillus bacteria, and we've spoke of that. We've spoke of our lacto-eating probiotics at every meal. Just make sure some of the olive in the meal is fermented. We're not talking Beer. Well, fermentation is a broad category. It covers any food where lactic acid producing bacteria or yeast preserve the food. Archaeologists' finds have shown that even during the hunter-gatherer stage of our development, people fermented a plant like cabbage. So your lactic acid can replace the hydrochloric acid in the stomach. Now, this becomes crucial as we age. As far back as the 1930s, researchers found that hydrochloric acid diminishes as we age. By the time we are in our 50s, we can have as little as 50% and it continues to decrease. People over the age of 60 have 1,000 times fewer microbes in their gut, so daily consumption of fermented foods becomes essential. Humans have a particularly intimate relationship with lactic acid bacteria, It is generally regarded as the first bacteria that all human beings are exposed to during childbirth, and they are totally essential to our ability to digest food, assimilate the nutrients, and protect us from pathogenic bacteria. The lactic acid produces bacteria used to create a fermented food. It lives everywhere. It's on our skins. It's on the skin of the vegetable. Now, that sounds a bit creepy, but all is good, because the lactic acid bacteria are a group of gram-positive bacteria non-respiring, non-spore forming, which produce lactic acid as a major product of the fermentation of carbohydrates. They are the most important bacteria in desirable food fermentations, being responsible for the fermentation of everything from sourdough bread to sorghum beer to fermented milks to cassava and most pickled or fermented vegetables. Historically, bacteria from the the lactobacillus and many of the other strains are involved. Several more have been identified but play a minor role in lactic fermentations. So the process of lactic acid fermentation is it's part art and it's part science. The same beneficial organisms we find in good soil are on the surface of the vegetables we harvest. Those beneficial organisms They feast on the carbs in the veggies and they produce the organic acids as well as enzymes and beneficial bacteria. It is the acids produced, the part lactic and part acetic, that forms the brine that preserves the vegetables from spoilage. This process must happen anaerobically outside of the presence of oxygen, which is why the vegetables are submerged. This is the most critical aspect of the fermentation process vegetables always covered in brine and all will be fine beyond that the process is unbelievably easy so let the bubbles begin when life gives you lemons you can make sima a fermented lemon drink from finland and it's brewed in the spring it's a probiotic fermented lemonade a less sweet version of your typical lemonade you can make salt or preserved lemons or limes it's a delicious treat despite the humble ingredients you can make them from like organic mayo, lemons and salt. and Spices can be made, can be added. We have plenty of recipes for you in our preserved citrus foods. We've spoke of kefir. I think we've really covered almost everything. We've spoke of the mothers. We've spoke of the mother of vinegars. We're going into M's. We've spoke of miso, which is a thick paste made from the fermented mainly soybeans, but you can use many other, other beans and even seeds. It's a great source of manganese and zinc, and they're two very important mineral antioxidants. It just contains healthy bacteria. Same as it all supports the intestinal microflora. The amino acid it has in there is important for sleep, and it's a great source of dietary fiber. And miso you can add that to flavor your soups you can even make a miso soup sauces gravies marinades salad dressings or vegetable dishes you can just when you've got it made you can just add a dollop to boiling water along with some of your favorite vegetables like a spring onion some bok choy mushrooms you can make a miso soup so quick we've spoke of the microflora so that we understand all this now the microorganisms The microbes, they determine what kind of microbes live in your gut. Whole food and for no cost gifts like water kefir grains, milk kefir grains, kombucha scoby, sourdough starter. These are foods we can pass on to our children and grandchildren and so on until time ends. It's just amazing. So your nuts, they're unlike your grains. Your nuts contain just smaller amounts of phytic acid. The real issue for us is having high amounts of enzyme inhibitors. Those enzymes are useful to seeds and nuts because it prevents them from sprouting sprouting prematurely, but they can really strain your digestive system. There is some evidence to suggest that soaking nuts for 12 hours before eating, otherwise known as activating, improves their nutrient availability and absorption within the body. Activated almonds are just delicious in salads. They become swollen and they take on a nice soft but chunky texture. Activated organic Brazil nuts, they are a great form of selenium. And you know they're tasty, you can grate them over salads and anything like where you would use parmesan. Walnuts are very tasty teamed with cacao for bliss balls. If you choose to try consuming anything in the soaked state, just make little batches and store them in your refrigerator. Usually everything that is soaked is dried in a dehydrator or oven on a very low setting for 24 to 48 hours to remove all the moisture. You do not need to dehydrate nuts if you do not want to. Just soak enough to eat over the next couple of days, then rinse and refrigerate. Or purchase activated nuts from your local organic store or bulk food stores. Your natural food colouring you can make from sauerkraut, kvass and pickle juice it makes a great natural, non-toxic food coloring in food, and it's fun too, and it's tasty. Nuka-zuke is a Japanese vegetable and fruit pickle fermented in rice bran. Nuka meaning bran, and zuke meaning pickle. Very nutrient dense, because nutrient dense equals longevity. There's a wonderful book called that Healthy at a Hundred. It's the scientifically proven secrets of the world's healthiest and longest-lived people. It's written by John Robbins and it's a good read. He describes the lifestyle and dietary patterns of the long-lived cultures of people from southern Russia to the Indians up in the Andes and the of North Pakistan. Then we have those Okinawas in Japan where the females over 70 are the longest living population in the world. The mountainous highlands of inner sardinia with the world highest concentration of male centenarians there's there's an island there that has the lowest rate of middle age mortality and the lowest rates of dementia robbins found that the percentage of calories they obtained daily was between 69 to 73 percent carbohydrates 15 to 18 percent from fat and 10 to 13 percent from protein low amounts of salt, zero sugar or processed food, and had no incidence of obesity and other common diseases. The the Okinawa, who go eating a more animal-based diet, had a similar lifestyle. Interesting. Olives, oh table olives, are one of the main fermented vegetables in the world. Olives can be fermented when green or black. A black olive is simply a ripe olive. Dry olives are gradually fermented in brine, which is that salt water, to leach out their bitter taste. Fermentation takes eight to ten months. You get a beautiful olive. Olive pea for pounder. Grandma would say the best pounder is your fist. Clench it tight and press down hard on the vegetables covered in brine so there's no air left. Tight as the go. A rolling pin also does the trick. Or you can buy a special pounder. Just don't pound away your food. P- phases. These are the three phases in the process of vegetable lacto-fermentation. In the first phase, anaerobic bacteria begins producing an acidic environment. And in the second phase, the acidic level becomes too high for some bacteria, but allow friendly bacteria to become dominant. In the third phase, various types of lactobacillus bacteria greatly increased and continue to ferment any remaining sugars, lowering the overhaul pH. These lactobacilli are present on the surface of all the living things as we spoke of, along the leaves, the roots and plants growing in or near the ground. We've got so much life all around us with these mighty invisible organisms, it starts all in the soil. Their numbers are greatly increased in the process. If you're like me, you will like it at every stage of its development. If you taste the food throughout the development, you are ingesting lots of different kinds of bacteria because it is a long process where you get flourishing populations of different bacteria. Continuing on with P, P for pallicle. That is a skin that forms on top of some ferments, especially excess water kefir. When you, And if you store it in a glass bottle, you can use it for cleaning and beauty products and oh, that beautiful hair rinse. And it'll often form a scoby looking creature, which is named a pallicle. This is made by bacteria and it's nothing of concern. Old sourdough starter can also form a pellicle. That's if you forget to feed it. Pit fermentations are an ancient method of preserving starchy food such as banana, plantain, breadfruit, cassava, taro, sweet potato, arrowroot and yams. The products undergo an acid fermentation to produce a paste with good keeping qualities. It is usually pounded with a little sugar, coconut cream or fresh coconut and boiled or baked to make a type of pudding. Root crop, crops and bananas are peeled before being placed in the pit, while breadfruit is scraped and pierced. Food is left to ferment for three to six weeks, after which time it becomes soft, has a very strong odor and a paste-like consistency. During fermentation, carbon dioxide builds up in the pit, creating an anaerobic atmosphere. As a result of bacterial activity, the temperature rises much higher than the ambient temperature. The pH of the fruit within the pit decreases from 6.7 to 3.7 within about four weeks. Inoculation of the fruit in the pit with lactic acid bacteria greatly speeds up the process. The fermented paste can be left in the pit and removed as required. Usually, it is removed and replaced with a second batch of fresh food to ferment. The fermented food is washed and fibrous material removed. It is then dried in the sun for several hours to remove the volatile odours and pounded into a paste. Grated coconut or the cream and sugar, as I said, may be added and the mixture is wrapped in banana leaves and either baked or boiled. That's from Steinkrust back in 1996. Poo! What's in poop? Clinical laboratory stool DNA testing, which can reveal your very own microbial profile, telling what and how many favourable organisms you have, and any pathogenic organisms that may be present, such as yeast, parasites and bacteria. Many think only the large intestine has probiotics in it. This certainly is not the case. Both the large and small intestine contains multiple strains estimated there are 500 to 600 good bacteria in the intestines. These are an important part of the immune system. You know something like 80 percent of the immune system is within the intestinal tract. The small intestine has mainly the acidophilus cultures and the large intestine has mainly the bifidus strains. Porridge. Traditional porridge was made from oatmeal that had been soaked for at least 12 hours or so. You can soak your oatmeal or your porridge if you can use any grain like quinoa, amaranth or or your wheat grain. It's very simple to soak. You can cook it like usual in the morning or just transform it into a raw birch and muesli. In our kitchen, we love to soak right before going to bed. It makes our early morning rush go so much better when breakfast is planned. Use whatever oats you have on hand unless it is a quick cooking kind. It works with, like I said, other grains even your steel-cut oats, your grits, quinoa flakes, your rolled amaranth, kamut, spelt, rye or teff. Probiotic pills or powder or supplements. Mm. Lactic acid fermented foods contain about 200 billion organisms per gram. How much does your probiotic supplement cost and how many capsules equal a gram of fermented foods? Probiotics, eating fermented foods and drinking fermented drinks like kefir and kombucha will introduce beneficial bacteria into your digestive system and help the balance of bacteria in your digestive system. Probiotics have also been shown to help slow or reverse some diseases, improve bowel health, aid digestion and improve immunity. Your prebiotics, but they're also present in your gut, are the bad guys who are believed to play a role in the development of inflammation, obesity, and many chronic diseases, which is precisely why it is important to your long-term health to keep gut flora, both good and bad, on an even keel. So enjoy a delicious delicious bowl of your probiotics with a side of prebiotics. Show your microbiome some love by feeding it with probiotic foods like good old-fashioned fermented foods, preferably organic, these fermented goodies like sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, and fermented veggies, they encourage the growth of good bacteria. Add to that some prebiotic foods. These are the non-digestible short-chain fatty acids, and they help your good bacteria flourish. To get your dose, try eating some whole grains, veggies, especially veggies like artichokes, garlic, beans, onions, leeks, and asparagus. Fruit, especially green bananas. But we don't want you chomping on green bananas. Go out and get some of the, the green banana flour. You can make it yourself or you can purchase it and add that to your raw foods. Also some legumes, nuts and seeds. Other quality sources include spirulina, wheatgrass, barley grass, probiotic flora, It continues their relationships with us by moving into the large intestine and by establishing colonies, aiding in the elimination process. They also produce vitamins such as B1, B2, B12 and vitamin K and it preserves your foods easily. Homemade salsa only lasts a few days in the fridge, fermented homemade salsa lasts months and the flavour just keeps on evolving. The same goes for sauerkraut, pickles, beetroot, carrots and other garden foods. Lacto-fermentation allows you to store these foods for longer periods of time without losing the nutrients like you would with traditional canning. So bring on the bacteria. Pickles! America's modern-day use of the pickle was the result of a Jewish innovation that later became a staple of the American diet. As the butchers did not pre-kosher the meat, the Jewish settlers took home the meat to kosherize it. So what do you do with all this salt? Kosher pickles were born. The technique done by these beautiful Jewish peeps that immigrated to New York, they brought with them from Europe. Unlike some techniques where vinegar is used to preserve the main ingredient, they used a kosher salt for the brine instead. Using sugar and vinegar are not really the most nutritious method of keeping them, but lacto-fermenting with the good bacteria and great taste certainly are. Pre-digest. Fermenting is the perfect way to pre-digest your plant foods and get the benefits without the anti-nutrients. Pre-digestion, nutritional enhancement or augmentation, detoxification and live culture replenishment. Pre-digestion is just when all foods during their fermentation get at least partially digested by the fermentation organisms themselves. So basically, fermentation acts like an outside gut. Because plant foods by their nature are very difficult for humans to digest. Because plants contain cell walls made of fibre and they're unable to digest. Enzyme inhibitors interfere with the absorption of protein phytic acid contained in grains, beans, nuts and seeds, they bind the minerals and that prevents their uptake by the intestine. Oxalic acid contained in many foods, especially spinach, chard and rhubarb, also bind minerals preventing their uptake by the intestine. Phytoendocrine disruptors such as phytoestrogens in soy foods can lead to hormonal imbalances. Goitrogens in kale and The brassica family these decrease the uptake of iodine critical to the optimal function of every endocrine gland in your body the answer is we ferment them to be easy on the digestion and then we mix it in with fresh foods as well that's the most important part did you know you can ferment your potatoes and that makes them more digestible and lower in starch brine potatoes and then cook them. It's fun to play, it's inexpensive. You play around with your fermented, like wine making, bread and cheese making, so much that you can put together. We share examples of delicious nutrient dense meals that are prepared in 10 minutes or less. What about your pets? All animals benefit from a healthy diet and digestive system. Animals can also reap the health benefits of sauerkraut, kombucha, and kefir. We give our dogs sauerkraut, fermented garlic, fermented ginger, and a little bit of kombucha, uh, really well brewed, uh, or apple cider vinegar in a water, and a bit of milk kefir in a food every day. She has a most shiny coat. She has a healthy skin and nails, despite having come to us with a bad case of mange and tummy problems. And she has very regular... Lovely little poos. Our elimination, not just in us and our pets, it really tells you a lot about your body. We feed our cats fresh meatballs held together with milk kefir, a few water kefir grains for a treat. Our chooks enjoy fermented feed, a treat of water kefir grains, and they love a little slither of the kombucha scoby. And of course, we also add our own apple cider vinegar to their fresh water. Cue quick bread. In our kitchen for quick breads, we use a sauerkraut. It gives a great sour taste and the veggies are delish throughout the bread. You can even use milk kefir to soak your grains and flour overnight and bake them like a bread baker. Makes for a tasty loaf. I've experimented with water kefir and that one's a real winner. A cup of each of second ferment water kefir. We used one cup of whole kamut flour, freshly ground. You could use any flour or freshly ground grain of choice. Leave overnight or prepare in the morning, and by night you could make scones, biscuits, pizza. No need to refrigerate. Just use a liter, one liter airlock jar. Pull out what you need and add more flour or kaffir, and leave on the shelf forever. Amazing. Ah, for radish, several fermented radish products are produced in Korea. Uh, but the little fermented rabbit radish and brine is beautiful Rejuvelac Anne Wigmore remember Anne Wigmore she was famous for her detoxification diet using rejuvelac. It's a beverage made from fermented sprouted grains, s for scrape scrap, vinegar, transfer it form your fruit waste into a vinegar, and it'll spice up your foods great for winter times. You won't regret it. Sourdough bread is fermented with the help of wild yeast rather than through the aid of instant yeast and other leavening agents. Mixing mother culture into flour and water to make bread will create bubbles that cause the bread to rise and give the bread that characteristic sour taste, leavened by a natural fermentation process. Soaking. It is easy to be intimidated by soaking grains, nuts, seeds and beans. Start slow so it's not too overwhelming. Soaking a bean, grain, or seed causes the outer hull to be broken down by probiotics, which enables the sprouting process. Foods treated in this way have higher, more easily absorbed nutrient contents. Sprouting also reduces the content of anti-nutrients, such as sapphytic phytic acid, that inhibits the absorption of minerals such as iron and zinc. Soaking your grains, beans, nuts, and seeds is very easy. It's just a matter of getting into a habit. You can soak before you leave for work or soak before you go to bed. Kefir has, de, de, it, it helps with your grains, your cereals, your nuts and your seeds. Sauerkraut means sour cabbage in Germany. It's simply fermented cabbage. It is typically made with just two ingredients, salt and cabbage. The Korea, of course, has the version of sauerkraut called kimchi, which is fermented spice cabbage and a different cabbage. We normally use the wombok or the Asian cabbage. Sauerkraut and kimchi contain beneficial bacteria that help with the digestive process and are a great way to naturally cure yeast infections. There is also research linking kimchi with high antibiotic potency and longevity. Sauerkraut and kimchi can be used as a garnish or added to salads and sandwiches. The taste may not be for everyone, but boy, the health benefits sure are. Salt sucks. Traditionally, vegetables have been fermented with lots of salt. In addition to pulling water from the vegetables, the salt hardens the pectin in the veggies, making them crunchier. It also discourages the growth of bacteria and other other than your lactobacilli. By inhibiting competing bacteria, salt enables the vegetables to ferment and to be stored for longer periods of time. Since Preservation has historically been one of the most important motivations for fermentation. Ferments have tended to be quite salty, but for health conscious people interested primarily in flavour and nutrition, less salt can be better. I say salt lightly to taste, because it's easier to add salt than to take it away. But if you do oversalt, you can dilate by adding water and or more vegetables, but there's no need to if you do it our way. Because, as a general guideline, about three tablespoons of salt per 4.2 kilos of vegetables is a good place to start. Do avoid iodized or other processed salt. More salt will slow the fermentation process, and oh, I love a long, slow ferment. Less will speed it up. Ferments with less salt may be more prone to surface molds. Always be sure the vegetables stay submerged in the liquid. Safety. Is it safe to eat fermented vegetables that have been left unrefrigerated for weeks or months? Leaving foods unrefrigerated for two weeks or more can be rather disturbing to those who were not raised with this traditional food. But research says that properly fermented vegetables are safer than raw vegetables. Raw vegetables might have been exposed to pathogens like E. coli on the farm. The lactic acid bacteria that carry out the fermentation, they're effective killers of bad bacteria. There are no documented cases of foodborne illnesses in fermented foods. And they are considered safer for novices to make than canned vegetables. Sterilising jars for scaric or pickles or whatever you're going to put into there, it's optional. It is fine to just simply wash the jars in hot soapy water. Just make sure that the fruits and vegetables stay completely submerged in the brine. If the vegetables remain submerged, they are protected in an anaerobic environment storage refrigerating your vegetables your fermented vegetables drastically slows down the fermentation they will keep for many months this way continuing to mature very slowly over time when refrigerated sauerkraut is young you can eat it over time and enjoy its evolving flavor the juice is a wonderful digestive tonic and can be eaten by the very young to the sage to the elderly each time you remove some of the kraut and the juice Make sure you just repack the rest carefully. Just give it a little push down so the mixture always stays submerged below the brine. Starter culture. A ferment should progress through many phases of bacterial and yeast life. No need to add brine from a previous ferment. That's a bit like planting native trees in the burn area. Those trees are not supposed to be there yet. They were supposed to come in after the... The other shrubs and herbs prepared the soil for the trees. It may turn out just fine, but you may get an imbalanced ecosystem. Adding way or starter culture is like planting non-native trees in that same burned landscape. They are not supposed to be there now and they aren't supposed to be there later. You may end up with a really diverse and interesting landscape like a suburban neighborhood with a mix of native trees and non-native ornamental and fruit trees, but you also may get a really off-balance ecosystem. Oh, I think we're really, we're up to S. You can use skincare and hair care with your milk kefir. Uh, where are we going? T, traditional peoples. Comparing modern fermentation to that of traditional peoples is that traditional people had a perfect gut and their toxic load was practically zero. They did not have any of these gut problems as a starting point. Our digestive tracts have taken quite a beating over the last generations due to probably some of the over-prescribing of antibiotics. It's not that we're not saying that we need antibiotics, but they can be over-prescribed. Use of birth control pills, dental amalgam, consumption of refined and processed foods, the HFCSs, the antibacterial soap. We've become so clean. The chemical cleaners, the chlorinated water, as well as just a simple fact that we don't consume fermented foods anymore. We'll stick with that one. When a course of antibiotics is taken, they indiscriminately kill all the gut bacteria, both the good and the bad. Throughout history, we have fermented and cultured almost everything. The ancients knew something we seem to have forgotten. Not all fermented foods contain live cultures, like sourdough bread is fermented for a short period of time, then goes into a hot oven to bake, while organisms are then destroyed. Now, I'm not bringing it up to say that bread is is bad for that reason, but just to illustrate that certain foods do not lend themselves to live culture consumption. Tapache is a light, refreshing beverage prepared and consumed throughout Mexico. In the past, it was prepared from maize. Today, various fruits, fruits such as pineapple, apple and orange are used. The pulp and juice of the fruit can ferment for one to two days in water with some added unrefined sugar. The mixture is contained in a littlest wooden barrel, which is covered with cheesecloth. After a day or two, it is sweeter and refreshing beverage. If fermentation can proceed longer, it turns into an alcoholic beverage and later into vinegar because it's a two-stage then transformation to make vinegar. The microorganisms associated with the product uh, include many and that comes way back from a a 1986 paper you what about an unusual ferment finish off with you for an unusual ferment from the icelandic dish made of cured shark meat the fermentation process involves burying the meat of greenland or basking the shark in sand and gravel and pressed for stones for up to 12 weeks. The shriveled meat is then cut up and left to dry for another four to five months. The late Anthony de Baudouin once described the single worst, most disgusting and terrible tasting thing that he'd ever eaten. And God, Gordon Ramsay, well, he would not even swallow it. However, it is an unusual meat, but rooted in history and tradition. The meat is sold in most Icelandic grocery stores and traditionally eaten at, when they have their celebration that takes place in midwinter. Umeboshi—that's the Japanese sour salted plums. Umeboshi, if stored well, never go bad. And You can make from that. You can make umi plum vinegar. You pack the dried umeboshi in resealable freezer bags. Umeboshi keeps indefinitely at room temperature. Even sucking the pit in the middle can help with a sick tummy. You can serve it whole with rice or minced umiboshi before adding some as a briny season to dishes. Let us take our hearts for a walk in the forest of bush and listen to the magic whispers of old trees. You cannot buy the right atmosphere or a sense of togetherness. You cannot huger if you are in a hurry or stressed out. And the art of creating intimacy cannot be bought by anything but time, interest and engagement in the people around you. The word Hugo hails from New Norway. It is translated loosely meant well-being. The Danish adopted the word as their own and they embody that lifestyle. Danes are among the happiest peeps and they attribute their happiness in part to that way of living. How do you describe it in short? It is an outlook on life that focuses on simple pleasures and taking the time to cultivate more of them in your life. It is when you give your body, mind and spirit a rest and enjoy the good things in life, like a sunrise or sunset, reading a book in front of a crackling fire, taking the time to savour a delicious mug of gourmet tea, spending time with good food, friends and family around a table without tech disruptions. A way of life that makes you live your life in the way that brings deep contentment to your soul. Sometimes the outer things in life, money, power, success, are not what will make us happy. Encouraging us to discard what does not bring joy. Finding the balance between getting things done and learning to schedule downtime is what we all need to live centered, happy centered days. V for Vitamins Probiotic flora also contains continue their relationship with us by moving into the large intestine and by establishing colonies, aid in the elimination process. They also produce vitamins such as B1, B2, B12, and that beautiful vitamin K. Pretty much across the board, foods which have been fermented have higher levels of D vitamins than the original agricultural products that you begin with. Essentially, this has to do with an accumulation of microbodies living in the plant matter. We've spoke of vinegar because that's in your V's. Vinegar of a fire is like the master tonic, Uh, often called fire cider, especially good if you feel a cold coming on. The fire is strong but quick. Fire cider also tastes great on wilted greens or as a vinegar in a barbecue sauce. The strain goodies keep forever in a glass jar refrigerated. You can add to roast veggies and blitzed add to dips and dressings. The fire cider itself does not require refrigeration. Waste bits. Use your watermelon rind for pickles, your fermented citrus rind, Weed, sauerkraut, scrap kvass, pickled grape leaves, scrap vinegar and wine, apple peels and cores, your pineapple skins, pips, cherry seeds, weeds, leftover wine. Ah, wild food. I love being able to transform goodies to make them tastier, healthier and keep longer and to repurpose the scraps all at the same time. Whole foods are foods that are closest to their natural state. More a product of nature than a product of industry. Just ask the question, did Mother Earth make it or a factory? That's a whole food. Wisdom. We've shared a fair bit of wisdom here in this long episode, but fermented veggies, they just feel like wise old friends. It is never my intention to preach what is right or wrong. Are we really blessed with such wisdom? After many years following many fads, I know the answer is in our heart. We choose foods that we love and in return love us and those foods that we love to prepare without going to extremes. Because life is priceless but every day we can put it at risk with unloving choices. Build those choices on love through communication. You are the only one who knows your own body. It's unique, it's to you. But for our precious children, we cannot change the world but we can change what we do in our own kitchen. Did you know whey can wash your wounds with whey? The beneficial bacteria reside in plentiful numbers in the whey. Extraordinary for X. Fermented foods that give results. Probiotics that can help provide our immune systems. Enhancing benefits at all ages. It is never too early or too late to restore balance in your gut. Xmas Gifts. Why not give the gift of fermentation to our loved ones? A tasty treat and the gift of healing all rolled into one. What better gift could we ask for? The power of giving. Why is for yeast? Yeast is the most used in bread baking and the secret to great bread making lies in, in its fermentation. Or the metabolic action of the yeast. It is the magical process that allows a dense mass of dough to become well-risen and a flavorful loaf. For the fermentation to to take place, all yeasts need food, moisture, and a controlled, warm environment. Yogurt. Good quality natural yogurt is milk fermented by a culture of lactobacilli and bifidobacteria strains of bacteria. Yogurt is super easy to find in any of the supermarkets, but just read the ingredients list. To become familiar with what brands of yogurt are the most beneficial, the ingredients list should only contain full-fat milk, no, not low-fat, milk solids and live active cultures. Yeah, we like to DIY. As we use raw milk in our kitchen, this is how we make a quick yogurt. Raw milk, take out two tablespoons, then add two tablespoons of starter, shake in a bottle and we place in a glass jar be popping the dehydrator for 12 hours at 108 degrees and voila you can strain out some of the whey to make it thicker with the cheese you can use what is left when you drink the liquid known as the whey from the yogurt do not ever throw whey away it has so many uses season it with salt pepper some fresh chopped herbs lemon zest or use your imagination and add some of your favorite seasonings You can now spread this cheese onto your sandwiches, sprouted crackers or even on warm toasted bread topped with some fermented salsa. To make a sweet version, instead of the savoury seasonings, just add some raw honey and chopped fresh mint. Spread the sweetened cheese on toasted bread and top with sliced fruit or berries for a delicious snack or a breakfast weekend treat. Zed, Zooglia Living Band-Aids. That's from your SCOBY from your kombucha and it's a first aid kit zesty herbs. Catch and store the season's herbs. We have our recipes in our fermented vegetable e-book. Have fun fermenting. We are here at the Gut Academy to help make your gut gorgeous.